What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Hyperspace Hangout, a podcast by Star Wars fans for Star Wars fans. I am Matt Starwin. And I am Ezra Skyhopper. Welcome aboard the Outcast. This is the place for all Star Wars fans where we discuss your thoughts and theories about a galaxy far, far away. Did you think Baby Yoda was going to die when he got eaten by the what is it the mama monster Ma- mama cor- the mama mama calamari the so, mama yeah. cor- i don't know what that was the the, the mama sarlacc like i don't know what it looked like it looked like oh my gosh ah uh, yeah that was actually a little bit of a scary moment i did not think they were very good about showing us that uh he closed the pod you know so mm-hmm. so we were good but yeah that was a little bit i did not expect it i mean i should have though I should have, you know, did you, can you believe that the Mon Calamari led us into a trap? I can't, I I literally can't. That was the thing. I'm like, how we should have just known because of their presence, right? That they would, they were, and I I don't know, man, like, are they to be trusted? Normally, normally they can sniff out a trap like no one's business. I've never seen that. That was totally a trap and we were not warned by um our our sweater guy you know sweater guy did not you know sweater guy what's his name <laughs> uh the, the mon calamari who was there you know the dock master right or whatever yeah fixing the little chip up he sends us into the cantina where uh we meet a corin who then says hey fall into my trap it just i if akbar would is it just an akbar thing or are all mon calamari good at sniffing out the trap i think they are and maybe he I just thought to mando he's gonna be able to handle it you know yeah no, I'm with you. I, I never again will I trust Mon Calamari. Okay, <laughs> oh, it's geez. a trap. Well, you know, maybe if you would have sniffed it out earlier, Admiral Ackbar, we wouldn't be in this situation. Right, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Captain Obvious, we call him sometimes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> seriously. <laughs> oh, jeez. No, nah, man. Yeah. So that was it. Was good. So I mean, this is uh, wow. 
That was a good episode. It was a really good episode. So we're talking about chapter um, 11, Eris, and uh, it was it was really, really cool. A lot of big stuff, things we want to break down. We do have some older kind of transmissions from, I believe this was like last week's episode. Uh, we might even have some that are kind of talking about today's uh, most recent episode. But uh, yeah, the last couple, I guess. And then we have at the end of this, some big theories and some uh, Star Wars timeline comparison, some things that I kind of want to go over. We've been doing some research. Matt and I have been doing some research while we hang out in hyperspace, and we're super kind of pumped to share some of this with you. There's more research to do, but uh, yeah, uh, we are super excited about The Mandalorian. And by the way, if you haven't checked out, there's exclusive content over on YouTube. We have been doing exclusive stuff. Do me a favor. Just go over to the YouTube channel. If you're a podcast listener, if you've been listening for a while and you think there's no reason for me to go to the YouTube, there is. All right, we want you to go over there, check out the clip art. Tell me if it's good or not. I'm going to say if it's if 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 you argue that it's not good, then I'm, you know, blame me a transmission. Yeah, we'll 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 talk about it. Uh, but we also have a good collaboration on there as well. We just did one with our good friend Dave uh, from Contingency Plan Podcast. Uh, he, he was on, we did two, two really solid videos and one that was really fun, kind of a, uh, we each picked a different character and talked about who we thought might be in the Mandalorian. That was a lot of fun. And Matt picked a really great character. So you got to go listen to that, check it out, see what you think and see if, uh, give us a yes or no on whether that, that character will actually appear later in season two or season three. So. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, yeah, we, 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 we did a we did a review yesterday that's, that's up on YouTube as well. Um, and we're we, we can dive into some of that just a little bit um, again. But yeah, I mean, I loved it. Um, once again, we brought another character from off screen, right uh, from off live action. We be it from, you know, with Cobb Banth in episode one, we brought a character from the book into the show. Um, and now we brought a character from the animated stuff, uh, Clone Wars Rebels, Bo-Katan, into live action, which works extremely well, obviously, because Katie Sackhoff is uh, who the character is basically based off of because she voices her. So that works extremely well. Um, and it's good. Uh, unfortunately, Sabine is not Sasha Banks, but that uh, means that um, Sabine's still out there. So mm -hmm. that's interesting. We heard the name Ahsoka Tano mentioned and yeah, it's, it's good, man. I mean, I feel like we're, we're on the right path. Things are, things are heating up. I don't think we're meeting Ahsoka in the next episode. Um, I think it's going to be just a little bit before we meet her probably episode five, but I think we'll be searching for her in, in, in the next episode. But once again, another good week, another good episode of Mandalorian. Yeah, it, it really was. It was solid. And actually, yeah, maybe we should. Let's, let's, we could talk a little bit more about some of the major things that happened. And it. it's it's epic. I mean, it was it was really revealing. It told us a lot about the Mandalorian culture and what has maybe happened. We can speculate about what happened to their people, what's happened with this offshoot of religious zealots. Uh, I, I, knew, I know uh, Matt just said that Sasha Banks is not going to be Sabine Wren. But as we were talking to Dave, uh, is it is it? Uh, is it Tia Sakar? Is that her name? I believe so is her name. Yeah, yeah. she's in. Well, obviously, she is the actress who voices uh, Sabine. And I, I use I use that that language because, you know, sometimes you have somebody who is just simply a voice actor. And there's a big difference right between like somebody who's a voice actor, a voice actress and somebody who is an actual somebody who acts and also does voice work. And that's not to at all discredit voice actors because voice yeah. actors are insane, like. Um, people who can do, you know, tons of different, 
totally different character voices. Um, and obviously, our Star Wars' own Mark Hamill, um, in fact, might honestly be known uh, by non-Star Wars fans, I would say probably for his voice work. Uh, mm -hmm. he, does, yeah. he does the animated version of the Joker, which is absolutely amazing. He does a ton of voice work. Um, but somebody like Katie Sackhoff, uh, is an actress. She's in Battlestar Galactica. She's in a lot of things. I mean, she's accomplished in that and also does say Bo-Katan and some other voice work as well. And so Tia Sakar, I hope I'm pronouncing that as well. Yeah. She is in, um, the show I know her from is the good place. Uh, it was an NBC, uh, comedy, um, it's actually kind of funny. I, I, I went into it. Be, I don't know. Have you, have you ever seen it or familiar no. with it at all? Oh, it's uh, well, real quick. It's all about these people who die and they think they're going to heaven, but it turns out that it's the other place. Oh, uh, and, and, uh, it's just, it's a comedy. It's got, it's, it's funny. It's got, uh, Ted Danson in it and, and, and yeah. stuff. And, um, the girl from Veronica Mars, Tom, my blank blonde girl. Um, you'd know her as soon as, as, soon as you saw her, I'll look it up. Cause yeah. she's a big, she's a big actress. Um, but anyway, uh, so she's funny. And so, I mean, hey, I mean, you could have her play um, uh, Kristen Me? Bell is Kristen Bell is is the lead actress of that show. Oh, yeah. Okay. But I mean, yeah. Yeah. But you could totally have Tia Sakar play uh, or what? Uh, you could totally have her play Sabine and yeah. it would be great. So maybe that's the route they're going to go with. Yeah. That, and that would be really cool. That would be that would be neat. Uh, so Sasha Banks is still an awesome Mandalorian. And, yeah. and that was cool to kind of see that that group grow and for us to get some more characters and, and uh, see them progress with, you know, Bo-Katan. Bo and uh, yeah, so there's still hope for a Sabine. And uh, there's definitely there's, I guess, confirmation. Might as well throw it out there that, that you know, Ahsoka. Right. I mean, Ahsoka is the big the big deal this year. And, and maybe uh, figuring out what to do with the child and what has happened to the Jedi. So that name drop happened and it was, it was huge, but, um, gosh, it was such a good episode though. And it was just jam packed. There was really, really good moments. There were heartfelt moments in the beginning with uh, frog lady reuniting with husband and things going down there. Uh, you know, the child is babysat actually legitimately baby, you know, was, was taking care of the frog lady babysat. It was just ridiculous. Um, you know, Amanda goes on his adventure. So it was neat. It was neat. And and we learned a lot. And I think, again, it was shorter. You know, we, we talked about that it being a little bit shorter, but I, I'm totally fine with it because it was jam-packed. It was, it was really, really well done. So, yeah, anyway. no, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great episode. We have a lot more of that um, to cover. Um, again, we did a YouTube video kind of doing our initial review uh, and everything. We have some transmissions here, and then we're going to dive into some serious theories uh, projecting forward mm -hmm. as so um let's uh dive into let's dive in here to uh our first transmission this is from wes who says he's three for three on and calling it out mm -hmm. so he said i want to thank you for giving me credit on the x-wings um because he said those were x-wings yeah. that we we heard um <clears throat> but i'd like to point out that i'm three for three Mm -hmm. I said the X-Wings would be after him because of the New Republic prison ship breakout. Uh, breakout. I also called Sasha Banks' character leading Din to Bo-Katan or Ahsoka. And finally, I was dead on calling Din Djarin being rescued by Death Watch. Yes, Bo called him <clears throat> a child of the Watch, but let's be real. She was referring to Death Watch, but didn't want to offend him when she needed his help. 
have to say the entire episode might have been one of the top five sequences in Star Wars. I liked it better than episode three of the last season, which is the episode where he saves Baby Yoda, right? Uh, from the remnants of the Empire. Um, and then all the Mandalorians come in and, and, and save him again. Um, he says, I can't wait for the ride. Uh, I can't wait for the ride. But, but question, do we think we see Ahsoka in the next episode or is it more likely we see a episode or two of many adventures before we see her? I tend to think it's the latter because Din said, I finally know where I'm taking you, but it's going to be a bumpy ride. Thoughts? Uh, West from the OC says, uh, also the additional PS, the additional personality we are getting from the child might be my favorite part of the show this far. Yeah, as and I talked about that um, last week where, man, it just feels like they've really upped his his character movements uh yeah. and stuff like that and it's great just get to see him do so much more and that's just time and experience with with him but um as we actually kind of broke you and i broke this down earlier today in how we think it's going to go there is somewhat of a leak i wouldn't necessarily it's not like a major major leak or anything but spoilers um, i mean if you want to skip ahead 30 seconds if you really don't want, i mean if you don't even want some like basic just like stuff a, a of, chapter of the... title coming yeah i think is what you're or like a are you gonna talk about that like the leaked was it the title or it was just, we just know who's directing it I oh i thought the there title. was a, a a title if you don't want to that's fine we don't have to mention the, the the i thought there was a leaked chapter title too but um we yeah the director then too either one uh they're they're both gonna be All right okay yeah so so I, I will i will pull that up here so yeah if you don't want this you could just hit like the the 30 second uh skip skip here i suppose and we won't we won't say the name of the of the uh of, of the title but um yeah. so we do know chapter 12 is called the siege and it is an episode directed by carl weathers um so this is probably that ep this is obviously the episode in which um we get the, we get the band back together right which is which will be grief karga uh cara dune so um, and th there is a little synopsis that says the Mandalor the Mandalorian rejoins old allies for a new mission. We don't know what the new mission is. Um, but uh, in interesting tidbit is that the following episode, episode five, is written and directed by Dave Filoni. There is no episode title or anything like that. It also comes out on Black Friday, a day in which many people will be Christmas shopping probably online uh given covid i don't know who i i can't imagine going to a, a store especially yeah. now with covid who knows what it's even going to be like in the first place right um i guarantee you there will be zero social distancing uh going on on that yeah. day so yeah. if you want to avoid that do your shopping on amazon and you can watch the mandalorian so big day maybe a lot of people are getting disney plus for christmas um yeah so. yeah I know my Disney Plus. Uh, I gotta pay it here, here in a little bit. It comes. It, mm -hmm. It's about a year. It's about a year old. So. Yeah, yeah, right. So, with all of that said, I think you know this next episode. I'm with you, Wes. It's gonna be a bit before we see Ahsoka. I think it's probably episode five. And I think the fact that Dave Filoni has written it, I, I, I think the way, I think the way that episode is gonna go, is going to be somewhat similar to when we first meet Yoda. Um, first and foremost, remember Ahsoka, Bo-Katan says there's, well, there's, there's a handful of things and we, and we will, we'll get to some of that later. Cause that has a big kind of theory on it. Mm -hmm. Um, first and foremost, Ahsoka may not be, uh, Bo-Katan may have not told us all the truth. Uh, we kind of, we, we can save, I'll save that for the, for the theory, but I do believe when we do meet Ahsoka 
um, wh- one way I, I see it playing out would be that sort of Yoda. When Luke meets Yoda, he's that kind of old man, you know, uh, you know, on, on the side of the road type of a thing. Oh, yeah. And, you know, he says, well, I, I heard you can take me. I heard you can take me to the Jedi. Not that Ahsoka, Bo-Katan didn't say ah- Ahsoka is a Jedi or was a Jedi, mm-hmm. um, even though, I mean, technically she's not because she says right. I'm no Jedi. Yeah. And she and she left the order. But still, I think when we think of her, we think of her as, you know, a Jedi, certainly compared to anything that Din is 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 used to. Um, so I think that's that's what that how that episode is is, is going to kind of go. Yeah. And, and check me on one thing. You know, you you actually jogged uh, an, an old memory when that last season of Clone Wars was coming out and Ahsoka was having that conversation with Yoda. Um, they talked about her becoming a Jedi or being a Jedi or what have you. And she said something to the fact, like I forget how she worded it, whether it was not yet or that she wasn't ready or whatever, but she left the door open in, in, in that maybe she could return one day. And you definitely, it definitely would not have been before the time of the return of the Jedi. It definitely would that way that takes away from Luke. Yoda would be wrong then. And that like Luke is the last of the Jedi. So for sure, having her not, take up that mantle or that title of being a Jedi or a Jedi Knight uh, is, is very important, you know, and, and it's, it's significant. So yeah, I mean that we're, we're being led to um, Ahsoka. And I think that, yeah, we'll talk more about that in a sec, just as to what maybe that means, what it's going to look like. I like your idea though, that maybe it's, it's uh, (laughs) that we know it's Ahsoka, but Din doesn't. And it just sort of like, he's looking for someone named Ahsoka and she says, I can take you to her. Uh, yeah. you know, wow, that would be a that would be a throwback right. old, to old old Ben Kenobi as yeah. opposed to Obi Wan yeah. Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the other thing you got to think about as is what's what's this when it, uh, is Ahsoka is going to be different. I mean, you're talking five yeah. years removed from possibly when she shows up and tells Sabine where Ezra is or something, and yeah. you know she's got that she's got that kind of cloak on, and there's just so much around Ahsoka. You know, and then we got to think about, well, this is it's a totally different person meeting her. Right. I right. mean, think about all the things she's been through, everything. I mean, good God, man, you've got the Mortis stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Are we going to see Morai the bird at some point? Yeah. Um, are we going to I mean, you've got all that stuff going on. I mean, she went through the way between worlds. I mean, she may know the future. I mean, who knows <laughs> like what is going to go on? Is she going to see baby Yoda and remember and be like, Oh, I know, I know another kind, another one. I knew another one of that species. There's so, there's so much that, that goes along with it. And I just, I don't think we're going to get that long of a conversation with her. I have a feeling it'll be, it'll be pretty short. Um, and you know, it'll be, it'll be, hints and clues and it won't be like directly spilling the beans on anything and everything spilling the sabines <laughs> i got, I got sabines. you, hey, yeah, I got exactly. you. <laughs> hey so first of all yeah again wes uh well done well done um let's stick around towards the end here wes and see what you think about my crazy theory that's coming up i am not going for accuracy okay i'm i'm you know i'm not trying to i'm i'm, I'm actually just shooting out into the dark hoping that i hit something okay that's that's what Wes is doing right now in, in my theory later on but Matt, you're talking about Ahsoka. You know, look at the image of Ahsoka at the end of Rebel. She's holding a staff, a white staff with a circle on the top. What is that? Are we going to see that? Is is she going to still have that? You know what I mean? Like that's the last thing that we see of her, all garbed in white. So something has happened between whenever Ezra saved her, 
her time spent maybe in the world between worlds or whatever arc or journey she went on, something has happened. She then also goes on another adventure with Ezra. So I believe you're right. It's going to be very brief. Um, but uh, yeah, I kind of wonder if that staff is going to be there with her later on when we, when we see her, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. And, and people have already been speculating that, that if we do get another Mortis thing at some point in the Mandalorian, which is Dave Filoni's kind of thing too. So who knows? I mean, you have the child, right? Is it, Ooh, they are very specific about calling him the child that goes like the brother, you know, part of that, yeah. like family of the force. So, so, uh, you know, who, who, who knows, but, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. It went also just it, to be direct with, with Wes. No, if we're calling shots here, I don't think we're going to see Ahsoka next episode. I don't, I don't either. I know. I, I think, I think, I think, next one. <clears throat> I think he, he makes a, he obviously, I think he makes a pit stop with Cara Dune and, and grief Karga, And then that'll, unless it's us. like you see her at the literal very end of that. And then that's what right. is at the very, very end. And then the whole next episode is written and directed by Dave Filoni, where in which he, that's his character. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's going to take good care of. I'll, I'll be honest. Ahsoka. I think I think it's more likely we see Boba Fett uh, next episode because okay. I do think yeah. I do think we're going to run into him again, and I don't see a situation in which we have to go back to Tatooine. So, right. slave ones out there do, it can be. Yeah, it's you know you're right because I I mean the, again the fact that I, I've said this on, on on some of the YouTube episodes and 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 the but. The fact that we saw Boba Fett episode one means you're going to see him again this season. If yeah. you saw him in episode five or six and it's like, okay, it's a, you know, which we think, I think we did last season. Um, then. Okay. But I, I just, you're going to see him again if it's, if, since it's episode one. So anyway, yeah. Hey, thanks Wes uh, for sending us a thing. Guys, let us know. What do you guys think? When are we going to see Ahsoka? We have a full YouTube video just on that. Uh, so you can certainly check that out as well. Uh, got one here from Eric. He says, I listened to the episode where you discuss baby Yoda eating the frogs today. Uh, in it, you were in it. You were both discussing the differences between Yoda and empire compared to Yoda in the prequel trilogy and how his acting kind of crazy on Dagobah made you think perhaps all of them are wild and crazy, but we perceive them as wise because of Yoda being on the council. He says, I've always interpreted Dagobah very differently. In my opinion, Yoda knew that even on a remote planet such as Dagobah, there was a possibility of running into other sentient life forms. He would not have wanted rumors of small, wise, and serene creatures hiding in the swamp to get back to the Empire, seeing as Yoda is extremely easy to recognize and one of the most famous Jedi in the galaxy. I believe that Yoda took on the identity of acting like a crazy and difficult hermit as part of his disguise and hiding from the empire. I believe this because although Yoda is acting crazy, um, you know, digging through Luke's bag, eating all of his food, etc., as soon as he found out who Luke was and that Obi-Wan sent him, his behavior completely changed. Think of the famous scene when Yoda is talking to Obi-Wan's force goes and he says he can't teach Luke. There is not even a trace of uncontrolled behavior. That is why I believe Yoda was never actually crazy, but using it as part of his plan to hide uh, from Order 66. Thanks for taking the time to read my crazy theories, Eric. Yeah, yeah. very, yeah, very, very good point. Um, the, only, the only thing I would say uh, real quick as is in The Last Jedi, I do feel like Yoda 
is back a little bit more right to his kind he does seem a little more kind of yeah. wily when he's talking to luke and he's yeah. like you know like he's kind of laughing he's patting his feet back text, and forth. yeah right yeah. yeah i do feel like he's 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 a little bit more wily but that may have just been them in the last jedi being like let's yeah. make him seem you know because he's a puppet a throwback yeah let's throw back to that right. that time yeah and I, honestly i think you know the the thing was is that yeah it, like eric for the most part, I mean, everyone, uh, not everyone, but I mean, a lot, I think a lot, like, yes, like he's a, he's uh, a master who's trying to hide on that planet. And definitely it was something that he contrived. I think that that was the original kind of, a lot of people, you know, believe that or thought that what we were trying to do. And I think Matt, Matt was trying to say was that like, when you try to figure out why baby Yoda was acting the way baby Yoda was acting, is that something more in their nature? And is it like that maybe his species acts that way. And that's what causes, like, if you're going to go play a character, what would you pull from? What experience would you draw upon? So is he drawing upon experience from his home world? Uh, or is he drawing upon experience from these crazies he's seen in bars and cantinas? You know, what was his, as an actor, uh, Yoda, right. the great master, the great actor on Dagobah, where was he drawing that act and that experience from us is what we were kind of, you know, trying, trying to, talk yeah so but because i i totally agree with eric i mean i think actually it's yeah it's it's really he just uh chose to behave that way in case anyone showed up anyone shows up and sees this jedi master uh, or not jedi master but sees him and, and describes him later somewhere else he cannot seem even remotely close to a serene calm well-collected being because of the the descript his physical description matched with that sort of like his behavior and his, I mean, that would totally right. like, they'd be different. Uh, it wouldn't be the same as what Yoda was before. I, what are you thinking? I mean, I see. Right. Well, I mean, again, the, the only thing is we have to think about the order in which things were written. It's not like Yoda's and the council and everything was written before episodes four five and six. No, the, Yoda was written initially to be a character who acts kind of crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, Oh, but, and then, but is also actually a powerful warrior, right? Yeah. I mean, that's his original writing. Right. And so then when the prequels come out, oh no, Yoda actually was very, extremely wise. And we see him on the council. Then we get Yoda doing all of these things. So originally though, it was, well, he's kind of crazy. So I guess that's kind of where I guess I'm coming hey. from. Yeah, and then it's so baby Yoda. We see baby Yoda and his his behavior, especially when he's eating the egg, he's burping and yeah, you yeah, know yeah. stuff like that. That reminds me of Yoda on Dagobah, and so that, I guess I guess that's that's where I'm I'm drawing those those connections. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I get it, and I I'm, I'm really glad actually that Eric wrote in and kind of talked about it because just today uh, Matt made me show, and this is all for fun. This is what nerds do, right? We're literally hanging out in hyperspace talking about uh, Yoda's Yoda's you know mannerisms, which is nuts, uh, but. So Matt showed me a video today. It was called the most comfortable seat on the Jedi council. Right. Uh, hilarious. Uh, most you annoying need to watch video it. it's, I've ever seen in my hilarious. life. It uh, is it, the guy's voice. I think he's trying to be annoying. Yeah. 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 He's totally trying to, I, I was like, I'd never heard of this. And like, he's analyzing the most comfortable seat. Right. When they get to Yaddle, like they freeze frame this, this image of Yaddle, almost like mouth open, kind of laughing. And she looks just crazed out of her mind, just absolutely <laughs> crazy, like bonkers crazy. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it just, it was so funny to me. Cause I'm like, cause then I, I like, as we're talking about this right here, it's like, you go look at Yaddle, 
freeze a couple frames of where she's like turning her head side to side like this and she's got her mouth open and and think to yourself wow that looks like crazy yoda you know what i mean that looks like yoda when he was a little crazed but yet she's very calm and serene so it's just it was just kind of funny because uh i doubt that his whole speech it's more funny just an image to think like would his other um members of his you know species act that way how did they actually act you know like mm-hmm. like you think about humans right you have humans who if they're drunk they act this way if they're if they're um super sad and depressed they act this way you know or or is it that like how do the majority of them act and behave i mean jedi who are on the council who are human acting different than your smugglers and your scoundrels so yeah exactly yeah uh, yeah but you just kind of wonder it what was you know what was yoda draw his experience i don't know it's just interesting yeah guys hey well hey you can shoot us a transmission at hyperspace hangout at gmail.com and let us know. We love we love these transmissions. We love this is what it's all about. We want no, yeah, to share your guys' yeah, thoughts and theories on it. Exactly, exactly. And Eric, thank you because I agree with Eric. I actually, th- I totally think it's just like you know you throwing out sort of like that's the thing too. I love when um I hope people will call me on some of my crazy later because I'm about to pitch something that's pretty pretty daggone crazy, and it's probably not even close to being true. And you're gonna be like, how did Ez come to this? I'm gonna explain to you how I got to this this uh, train of thought. And I hope people send me transmissions and they say, yeah, sorry, as uh, you've been hanging out with the Minoc too, just, just too much, man. Like that's, you've been <laughs> sipping on, I don't know. To, yeah. I was going to say Minoc milk, but I don't know if that's a thing. Um, but uh, that I've gone a little crazed. I hope people send that transmission in to me after this uh, uh, episode. So, all right, what else Absolutely. we got? All right. Hey, moving on to the next one here as we got this from Duncan. I can't remember if we read this one or not, but uh, we're just going to throw it in here just just in case because uh, he did send it to us it was a little while back, but it wasn't necessarily open in our thing. So, okay. Duncan, if we read this, if we didn't, sorry about that, yeah. but uh, you're getting it now. So it says, hi, both love the show and I love your Game of Thrones pod as well. It says, I'm a big original trilogy guy. And so far, I've really enjoyed Rogue One, The Force Awakens and Solo. And I'm loving The Mandalorian. I did have huge problems with Luke's portrayal in The Last Jedi, and that carried over into The Rise of Skywalker. Alongside the obvious lack of a coherent plan, uh, I was, you know, overall uh, depressed with the sequel trilogy. Says, I'm slightly concerned and uneasy about the future of Mandalorian since the news of Ahsoka being involved. Um, for me, her and Ezra, uh, being active, Ezra Bridger, being active as a Force user during this era just doesn't work. Luke is meant to be the last Jedi. Her being active at this time totally undermines the original protagonist of Star Wars, who has already been so undermined over the last few years. I think Disney needs to remember that this whole franchise is built around a wonderful original story and protecting the integrity of the original trilogy should be paramount to them. And I just don't feel like that is the case. I see Ez smiling here. Uh, I think Mark Hamill being so vocal about his dislike of their direction with Luke has made senior management of Disney and Lucasfilm act spitefully towards the character. Would love to hear your guys' thoughts uh, as fans of all those characters discussed. I just don't think they fit into this part of the story. May the force be with you, Duncan. Yeah. Well, you know, here's the thing. Um, I didn't used to think, you know, I did not used to think that I'm not a big believer in going out there and posting a whole bunch of negative stuff on Twitter and doing all these different things. If you don't like something, I always say, and I'm not talking to Duncan directly here. I'm talking just in general about this whole idea that, 
like the fandom, I used to kind of think I, no one at Disney is listening to um, a couple Star Wars fans just chilling out, doing whatever. But then I thought, no, I got my hat on here, right? 40 years since Empire Strikes Back. You've had 40 years to build up. Well, I mean, at the time when these movies came out, a little less, but well, no, it was around 40-ish um, years where you've, you've built a fan. There's a massive fandom. There's a massive worldwide following. And you realize that uh, they have responded very differently to movies like Rogue One, right? They have responded differently to that movie. Uh, there was a different response. I think Solo was affected by The Last Jedi. 100% think it was. Yes. Um, but I still think, you know, right now when people look back, there's a huge push on Twitter and different places for make Solo 2 happen. I mean, and I don't see anyone shooting that down or arguing with it. I mean, it just seems to be a fun thing that people say and they're like, let's go. It, it seems to be uh, well rallied behind. So uh, where you do see a lot of strife is in the sequels. And you don't see it as much with the Mandalorian. So I guess the more that I kind of think about it, like I hope folks are positive, but and I, even when you send criticisms, I think you do it in a respectful way. And you just sort of say, you know what? I mean, gosh, I think they, you know, they, they, they missed something there with Luke Skywalker. And when Mark Hamill's leading that charge, I will get behind that 100%. Now, yeah. I mean, like, and I gave it, I gave it a solid chance and I really did. I was a big, um, you know, I, I like, that Ryan Johnson is such a good writer. And I think that it is well written as a standalone. I think The Last Jedi itself, there's some really good writing. I felt like the lines all match. Something that was said at the beginning of the film mattered in the middle and it mattered at the end. And it was like so well, like there was foreshadowing. There was a bunch of good stuff, but it did not fit into a trilogy. And the reason it didn't fit into a trilogy is, is exactly what John Boyega, Daisy Ridley and everybody else said. They were writing a story for, they don't know what the end, they did not know what the end was. Right. They, they wrote, they, they, the whole approach to it was backwards. Um, I hate to, I, I, and I'm not trying to be, you know, rude about it, but when you're going into the last episode and you don't know who Ray's parents are, um, that's a problem. And, and so then I say, well, Ryan Johnson wasn't told who his parents who her parents were. They basically said, who do you want him to be? And she said, or, or Ryan Johnson said, well, how about no one? And no one checked him. No, no one said, yeah, that's, that's not a good idea. Or it's, it's really important. Her parents do matter. And it's very important. They just said, yeah, let's run with it. So I don't know, you know, like that, I think it goes beyond the directors. It goes beyond the actors and all that kind of stuff. And that, I think that really comes into, and it's very unfortunate that it comes into, it's the growing pains of them acquiring it. Um, because I don't think it would happen now. I really don't think it would happen now. But the reason it wouldn't happen now is because they made the blunder. You know what I mean? They, they made a slight bl blunder. They're still good films. But I mean, I, I, I do feel like um, now I'm not so sure about the whole being intentionally spiteful to Luke's character. Um, I think that they maybe originally they, they might have been a little bit sort of like we were kind of shocked that Mark Hamill's reacting this way. Um but then once the rest of the fandom got behind it, it's like, what, what are you going to do? You're not going to continue to, you know, um, <laughs> I don't know. Right. So I, I actually thought they tried to recover some of Luke's story in uh, The Rise of Skywalker. They just didn't have, um, they had too much, they, they had too much other work to do. They had too many other factors like Carrie Fisher's death. I mean, too many other things that were, I think, hampering them in that. And they didn't, you know, I don't know. 
It just seems it's unfortunate, but I, I, there's, they're still good. I still will go watch them and just enjoy them. I try to get as much joy out of them as I can, because there's a younger generation out there that is loving those films. And that really is that they do love the character Ray. They do love the spirit of all that. And I do too. You know, like I, I, I actually really like Ray. I, I like Daisy Ridley and John Boyega. And I, I think those actors put everything they had into that series and tried their very best. And so it just unfortunately comes down to like a, what I think is a little bit of a fumble. And you can say, I'm just some guy sitting over here who I'm, I'm one of these guys who's been in this for 30 years thinking about like, I love this series. I've done nothing but read it and talk about it and discuss it with my friends. And so I tried to, to make, I, I was with them. I was rallying behind them saying, all right, let's figure this Luke Skywalker thing out. They gave him a couple epic moments and things. And I really kind of thought my last hope was that the rise of Skywalker was going to fix and solve everything, but you can't in the end, you know, Matt, when you haven't written a story with an ending point in mind, it's very hard to say, yeah, there was stuff that, you know, <laughs> that we, we did in the first movie that's going to, you know, land or that we're going to capitalize on or that we're going to, you know what I'm saying? So, so Game of Thrones season eight. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. There, there those guys were handed. I mean, you know, it's, we go back and forth on how, what happened there, but I mean, yeah. Yeah. You're making, there, and that's the twist. Yeah. You're the same thing. You're making a show without the end point. The author, George R. Right. R. Martin cannot yeah. tell you how it's supposed to end. He can't tell you this yeah. day. He just said he's changing it. I mean, right. when you're changing I, yeah. stuff on the fly. I mean, those guys, those guys series. still could have come up with a better ending than, than, yeah, they than, than, what, yes. than what we got. But I mean, yeah. So, yes, but, but yeah, I, I mean, here's, I, mean it's, yeah. I get it. I, I totally yeah. get where Duncan's coming from. Yeah. Okay. Here's my thoughts on it because we've talked about this before. Um, I, I do feel like Disney's purchase of star Wars has, it's so difficult, right? As we were talking about this, because I said, well, if I stacked everything up and I said, has there been more good than bad? The answer would be yes. Uh, we've gotten cool. I mean, you've gotten, I think, since since Disney bought since Disney bought Star Wars in 2012, yep. right? We've gotten Rebels. That's a mm -hmm. that's a win. The yes. final season of Clone Wars. That's 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 a win. That was good. Rogue One, which is pretty much universally loved. Rogue yes. One, Rogue yes. One's good. Um, uh, Resistance. I'm not super familiar with, but I think it's kind of perceived as like okay. It's not yeah. awful or anything, but oh, I, yeah. from what I've seen, it's 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 okay. Um, you know, the, uh, Mandalorian, obviously mega hit Mandalorian yep. is, 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 riding it. is, yeah. is doing really, really good video games have been okay. Um, you know, a lot of that's, that's, that's more electronic arts, or you can say Disney choosing to work with electronic arts and electronic arts, but fumbling it, but because it's a video game, then they can kind of make it up. And now we have a pretty good product. Um, so you have that uh, with the with the with the Battlefront games. Uh, Jedi Fallen Order was good. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, comics. I think a lot of people really like really like the comics. Yeah. Yeah. The issue comes with the main series movies. Yeah. But the problem is, unfortunately, that that is the core of the story. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I know. I know. You know, for again, Force Awakens. I think is good. I think it's a, it's a good. I like movie. Force Awakens. Yeah. It got it got hit hard by people saying it's too close to the original, and then I think that's why they it's a great setup. They had they had reshoots on Rogue One, which I think benefited Rogue One probably because Rogue One is a good movie. 
then I feel like they said, well, people really like Rogue One. And so they just were willing to go with whatever the deal was on The Last Jedi. Um, yeah, I mean, ultimately, I think you just have to you have to put the you have to put the blame if you're going to put any blame on story group. And obviously the head management, which is probably Kathleen Kennedy, because uh, Bob Iger, if you're if you're running Disney, you, you're run, you're not Star Wars is not the only thing you're dealing with when it comes to Disney. So if I have to pick somebody, I think I'm going with Kathleen Kennedy, unfortunately, yeah. on that, just because, well, Bob Iger runs all of Disney, which includes Marvel doing very well. Uh, the other things doing very well. ABC. Uh, you know, ESPN, that's kind of it. That's kind of its own, it's right. its own, it's its own thing, um, which actually has not done well. Uh, they just laid off a bunch more people that could be COVID related. Um, but Bob Iger isn't, isn't in charge anymore. So, um, uh, so, you know, and again, I mean, it's still, it's still more, it's still, it's still more, more hits than misses. Mm-hmm. The, the issue is just that, the last Jedi, it's it's not just the last Jedi, it's last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. Because I feel like where we leave Force Awakens is good. I feel like where we left Last Jedi, while it wasn't necessarily what I wanted, it was still you can go in that direction. It works. You just they have did. to continue yes. Yes. in that direction. Right. But uh, you have Colin Trevorrow, the director of nine, saying, Hey, I need this, and Disney saying, Well, too bad, you're fired. So clearly there's something going on and yeah. there was no willingness to work yeah. amongst amongst the directors. And so I kind of put I kind of say, well, some of that I have to say is on is Ryan Johnson's fault because you're like, I'm making my movie and deal that is with true. it. That is true. So uh, actually, you gotta yeah. you gotta but someone so gave him, him. Yeah, yeah. Someone exactly. gave him the green light. So I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, still, I mean, one thing is you've gotta be, I mean, like, look, when you come into Star Wars, if you look at all of these actors, like Sasha Banks and Gina Carano and all these people that are like, oh my God, I get to be part of Star Wars. It's all, it's all, um, no, I get to be part of Star Wars. Not I am Star Wars. There's a huge difference. For them, it's like, it's once you're in, it's a big deal. I watched an interview with, um, oh God, here we go again. Uh, what's his name? Juan Carlo, I hope I'm not, Juan Carlo S, I, some Spanish yeah, I got name. You. The, Moff Gideon's, um, actor right he's in breaking bad and stuff like that and I, it's an interview of him with seth myers and he's talking about star wars and he's like it's just so it's just such a great community to be part of uh and it's like a it's like a seven Esposito. minute interview yeah Esposito. excuse me yeah. yeah sorry um and uh anyway he he talks about it's a great community to be part of to be part of star wars that's what they all say it's and so that's that's the thing and so it's it's the dynamic between one, they didn't have a plan for the whole trilogy. They obviously, Palpatine was originally not planned to be Ray's grandfather uh, because obviously, you know, J.J. Abrams said, well, I, we decided to bring him back. Um, and, you know, just a lot, of, a lot of back and forth and, and, and second guessing and, and, and stuff like that. I mean, they flat out fired whoever, what's the original director of Solo and brought in yeah. Ron Howard. Right, right. So, you know, so you have that. So um, with the movies, definitely some fumbling. Um, yeah. um, I, I, will, I will say I, I still I feel like, you know, a lot of the actors, John Boyega, Mark Hamill, even people who are involved in Star Wars, but aren't necessarily 
aren't in those movies. Sam Whitworth was very vocal about about not liking it. So yeah. it's unfortunate is where I think I ultimately feel like um, because people it's the big ones, right? I mean, it's yeah, that, the, that's it, the problem. It's, 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 it's that's the main it's, series. Yeah, it's the it's it's the main series. But I still think it's possible somewhat to redeem it with more stories. A lot of people. I've, I've seen this more and more and more on, on Reddit and just other forums and, and people talking to us and that they feel like Clone Wars really helped the prequels. Because for a long time when it was just the prequels and Star Wars and then Expanded Universe stuff, but really just the prequels and and then that as the main thing, because you didn't have like a big epic main sort of animated series. Right. Um, you know, you had little ones like droids and Ewoks and stuff like that, but you didn't have a main, a main series. Um, that a lot of people were like the, were really down on the prequels because they you only had you, you to compare it you only had the originals so i feel like i feel like it, it's possible that we you could do something to to kind of make it better and 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 flesh it out more and who knows you know you never say never i mean if we get a ray movie or a finn movie or something i know people they say we they don't want anything more to do with it but trust me if the fans demanded it and disney says hey we're going to give you 50 million dollars um to star in this movie, which is what they give, you know, Robert Downey Jr. to be in, in Avengers, I'm pretty sure they'd say yes. Mm -hmm. So yes. yeah, yeah, for sure. For so sure. who knows? And, and we'll see is, is where I ultimately think you have to go, but yeah, I, I get people's disdain, disdain for, it. and that's, that's, un, that's, I'll be honest with you. That's where I'm at right now. I, as an, I, I sometimes I watch the trailers for some of these movies and I'm just like, God, they blew it. Um, but yeah. It's like there's good pieces there, which yeah. is which is the thing. Like I'm not not to trash it entirely. And sorry, I know I'm just ranting good. here as, but um, you know, like I, Kylo Ren and and to Ben Solo is a great to me is a great character. I feel like I would like Ray more if I got more of her to be able to see more of her developed and and get some more of these stories and and see where it could go i thought finn i thought was the best character in episode seven i loved finn i was like i'm so excited to see where this goes um are we gonna see dj again i mean you know there's a character yeah. oh this could be cool it could go somewhere nothing happens with it um you know, and they introduced some cool characters. You know, Poe. I thought. I think. I think Poe was a was a, was definitely a bright spot of of the trilogy. He's a he's a cool character, and I would love to get more either before or after. So, it'll take some time. We will eventually get some more stories. It'll pro. It'll 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 help it. And um, and who knows? Because I think it's going to be especially with COVID. Uh, and God, movie theaters are basically just shutting down. Um, even, even though they're talking about a COVID vaccine right now, I mean, it, they're saying it literally might be years before we start to get more big movies. Cause you just can't film them. So, mm, and, yeah. so it's going to be all mini series and, and stuff like that. So that's going to be the future of star Wars, if not the future of television. Yeah. 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 Okay. So a couple things, a couple things here. Um, Sorry, yeah, it was big. That was, that was I had to get all that out. Time. I know how that is. I know how that is. Sometimes you gotta get it all out. Um, so a couple things, you know, you said about the prequels that George Lucas comes in and does the Clone Wars. Remember, it's not just that like more content was done by someone. It was done by George Lucas. And that was a big deal. It's not just, hey, let's let these writers fill in the stories of the Clone Wars. He said, no, I'm going to tell you what happened during the Clone Wars. The creator of this universe said, I'm going to tell you the story. And he filled in the story. And then very close to him, I mean, I just this is just how we are. We're master and apprentice people, right? Dave Filoni tells the story of Rebels. It's a hit. Um, one thing I want to say, 
I know people want us to hound and, and it seems to be a popular thing sometimes to let's hound Kathleen Kennedy. Um, and we've and done we, it. And to something, you know, it's like that is kind of a big fumble. It's the biggest fumble. It's the sequels. And it's it is a little I don't know. Maybe there's way more dynamics to it. We don't know. No one knows. And that's the fine. That, that's that's the thing. She gets paid the big bucks because she's the head of the company. That's what it is. But what I would like to see people and, and the fandom do is what Matt started to do, which was to say that look at the hits. Give her credit. We want to give a lot of credit to John Favreau and to Dave Filoni, but she's also sitting at that table and she's saying, "You, I'm green lighting everything that you want, and I'm writing checks for everything that you guys want because I believe in you guys and we can do this." Right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's that. That, that I, I think you know, Rogue One. I mean, so you make a good call, you make a bad call, you you, you do the reshoots. Uh, Gareth Edwards is is willing to work with them and say, "Okay, fine." You know, look, if you guys really don't like what I did there, how can we make it better? We, we work together on that teamwork. Let's go forward. It does seem like, you know, again, like Ryan Johnson, we said this, uh, you know, it was like he pushed for a Luke Skywalker cliffhanger. He pushed for that. He really pushed for that and put that in JJ's film. JJ was ready to drop, uh, you know, let the credits roll right there after, uh, you know, Ray and, and Leia embrace and not go to Octu. But Ryan Johnson wanted it. And it does seem that like when Colin Trevorrow shows up and says, hey, why can't I get these characters or players in my story? Ryan says no. And that's greenlit. And it's, you know, he's allowed to do what he wants to do. And Colin and JJ maybe weren't as much. And I don't know. Again, he was also everyone said he was it was very in, in, enjoyable experience. He was even offered the chance to write episode nine. The reason he doesn't take it is because he doesn't know where the story is going. He wasn't tasked with writing a follow-up to his story. He said some other guy is going to do that. And that's the problem is that you should have hired somebody for those for all three. And, and that's the, that's the great beauty of episodes one through six. George Lucas says, this is going to land on me. So I'm going to make sure that we have a good tie through and that things work when you don't have a showrunner or someone who really is going to be ultimately responsible for it. Who do you cast the blame on? You know what I mean? That's sort of the problem with, with all of that is that like, it's now it's just Disney and it's just a couple, it's a handful of directors. It's not one guy working through the whole thing. It's a lot. It's a lot of pressure. It was also a big deal. That was legacy characters, you know, Han, Luke and Leia that you had to weave in with new characters. That is not easy to do. And I'm not so sure how you would, how, how you do it with their age and all that kind of stuff. And they tried and we had an unfortunate event with Carrie's passing. And it's just, it's a, it's a lot. Now I do want to go back to, um, the transmission. And I know, thank you for everyone who like the rant, it happens sometimes. And it's like, it's the evolution of like, as more stuff comes out, things are going to change. You know, if George Lucas were to walk back in and, and run another mini series that rectified some of all that stuff, we'd be on board. We'd say the creator's back and he's, he's, he's doing some more work and we're, we're making it better. Um, that could happen, whether it's George or Dave Filoni or whoever, that could be a decision. Kathleen, you know, green lights and says, you know what? Let's work on those. Let's make those better. Let's make those stories work and fit because a young generation loves Ray and they love Finn and they love Poe. And those characters teach us good things. And it's a story for children where they're supposed to learn something. They're supposed to learn about good and evil, you know, and Ben Solo does go so far uh, to the dark side, but his mother lets us know that he can still come back home. He can still return to the light side. And he does. Uh, and, and Ray, Ray does that as well. And Ray finds belonging. She is no one. And now she's someone, you know, and so there's good things in it. There, there are good stories there uh, and stuff. And 
So, wow, Duncan, I didn't think we were going to go, um, you know, this serious and all like, but, but it's, it's, it is something that uh, is people are passionate about. And I also have thoughts and feelings on it too. And so it's, it's interesting, interesting to discuss. I, his question though, one of his questions was like about Ahsoka and Ezra Bridger, Matt, it was about, you know, do those characters take away? And I think they've done a, a very good job. You know, you said this to me, Dave Filoni has said the story of Ezra Bridger is done. You know, it's like the, the rebels. Might so be. he wrote the story might be done. Could be that he goes and maybe that was uh, we didn't see him, you know, perhaps. I mean, they're going to go search for him after, you know, in, in the epilogue, we see that we're going to go on a great search for him. Uh, and I know he really thought long and hard about the epilogue and whether or not he wanted to do that. Dave Filoni is the same person who says that, like, you know, Ahsoka could not have been even close to being enough or the person who would redeem Anakin. He says that would have taken away 100% from Luke's arc and his story. So you hear him in, in, in a lot of interviews talk about how he doesn't want to uh, affect that he, or take away any, any significance from the core films. He very much tries to kind of skirt around that. And that's why his character his created character Ahsoka, um, which is again, green lit by George Lucas. Uh, he is careful with, and she steps away from the order and she is no longer a Jedi. As far as Yoda knows, she is not, uh, you know, relevant in, in this galactic conflict and not someone that you can rely on whatsoever. So it still remains a story about, you know, uh, father and son. And Ezra, I don't even believe, is in the galaxy. I, I, I think he's in the unknown regions beyond uh, the, the galactic border, right at the edge of it, and, and not even a player, if he is alive. If he is. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. So it's a really, Duncan, it's a good, it's, you know, I, 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 I love it. It's, it's interesting, and I... I you know, I mean, I, I get what he's saying and that like you don't want to take away from the epic four, five, six, you know, but you, you know, we, I think we also need to remember that under George, he created one, two and three and the Clone Wars. That is that that is the guy who's telling the story and he created all of those things and he was a part of a he was a part of creating Ahsoka Tano, you know, so now I know he wasn't around for the end story and leading where does her arc go? But I watch Dave Filoni very carefully, and he's always talking about. And actually, the Mandalorian starts off with that. It's always like this is a story based upon, you know, like story that's based upon George Lucas's original whatever. I mean, they they throw George Lucas's name at the beginning of every Mandalorian episode. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I could say is I feel like well, Ezra is kind of gone during the time, right? Because he's off in the unknown unknown region, and Ahsoka's kind of gone during. Four, four, five, and six. But yeah, I mean, are there, are there, are, it's, it's kind of like how sometimes it feels like you can always just go find another Jedi who survived order 66, right? If you want to yeah. create a new character, yeah. like, well, Kane, I mean, even Kanan is that right? Well, he's, yeah, he survived order 66. Cal Kestis, he's, he's like that. So, yeah. uh, you know, is, could that, and I, I, I totally get where Duncan's going. I mean, could you just, you know, use that and does it diminish it and, and stuff like that? So yeah. I absolutely, I absolutely get where you're coming from, Duncan. Um, yeah, I, I'm, 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 I'm with you on that. I, I, at some, at some point it's like, do you oversaturate it? And that, that could definitely, that could definitely happen. That could happen. That could happen. I mean, yeah, that you could happen. It is something, it is something they need to be careful of. Right. Right. Yeah. All right. Right. Okay. All right. As, um, as we move on here, we have some major 
theories to discuss. So Ez was working on this all morning <laughs> as we were, uh, we did, we did a few episodes on, on uh, with um, a few YouTube videos uh, with our buddy Dave from Contingency Plan Podcast. But before we did that, we were doing all kinds of research here. And a lot of it has to do with a timeline. Um, characters who are born, characters who could appear in the Mandalorian, um, and necessarily what some of these uh, char characters will we see them? What happens? Um, it's pretty extensive, so I'm going to get definitely let as um, kind of kind of take over here uh, with this. But it's it's all it's all pretty yeah. pretty interesting stuff, and you really start doing yeah. the math. Yeah, and actually, so what this is going to do? I mean, it leads to a really bonkers kind of crazy theory, which is fine. I mean. I think the math in this and like thinking about who is what age, when and where um, is is important to know in Star Wars. And it's something that we often when you're theorizing, you're speculating, it's it's important to go do this research and look it up. And so we did that uh, all morning long. And actually, Duncan, still on your I'm still on your transmission, because actually what Matt just said, you know, we're talking about the idea that we I'm, I'm about to weave in some characters here who could be significant that ha that was that this was pre galactic civil war are now still uh relevant in the mandalorian do those characters you know possibly pull away from the story of luke skywalker and i hope not and i, and I don't think that they will um but still that's it's it's a part of this conversation right here so let's look at some of these individuals um i was looking at uh and i'm going to jump down here actually i was looking at some significant individuals who could be around during the mandalorian episode uh, you know season one and season two and what was their age be at the beginning of season one so season one of the mandalorian is nine aby meaning it's nine years after the battle of yavin or that it's nine years after a new hope the first star wars movie right so it's nine years afterwards so we went back and we just basically looked at you know when was luke born 19 bby okay so if if uh you know we count 19 years up to the um, Battle of Yavin, and then we add on nine years from that, and we get to 28 years old during um, the Mandalorian, right? Am I math right there? Am I am I, yes. am I adding right? I'm not, you know, not a math teacher, okay? So you guys got to check me, get your calculators out. But uh, yeah, so we have Luke Skywalker, who would be 28 years old during Mandalorian season one. Ben Solo, his nephew, would be four years old. Ezra Bridger, would also be 28 years old during this time. Sabine Wren would be 30 years old. Cal Kestis would be 40 years old. Iden Versio would actually be, I believe, and this is my kind of, they don't give us this her is, exact age. This is rough. This is a rough approximation. Right. They say that she was born uh, and raised on the planet Vardos during the era of the Empire. So if you're born during the era of the Empire, I think that would mean you're 28 to 26 years old. You're you're as uh, as old as Luke or you're a few years younger, unless they just meant that she was raised during right. the era but, of the Empire. And so then born even, even raised, looking though. even yeah, even looking at her in the game and then, you know, it has a big time jump uh, to time the first order, you know, uh, the, the sequels, the sequels time, um, you know, it's it's roughly I think I think I think we're pretty on, on point there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So um, again, yeah, so cool. She's around 28 to uh, you know, 26 years old. Um, she will eventually fall in love with Del Mico and they will have a child together. This is again, Aiden uh, Versio is from a, you know, the book and game Inferno Squad, which is from the book. And she's part of the, a member of the Inferno Squad. She's in the Battlefront 2 game. Um, really, really interesting kind of story. 
uh, was a former Imperial who then, you know, switched sides. Uh, Del Mico, same sort of thing. Had an encounter with Luke Skywalker uh, right there at the end of the Galactic Civil War. And he was saved by Luke Skywalker. He turns, you know, uh, switches sides, joins the Rebellion slash New Republic. Uh, he's about 10 years older than Aiden Versio. So, you know, maybe 38 or 36 years old, somewhere around there. Uh, Harrison Dula would be about 38 years old. Uh, Jason Sindula, her son, would be about nine years old. And just for reference here, uh, Han and Lando, 41, 42 years old. Kira, uh, who was Han's love interest, right, in Solo, about 41 years old. Uh, Leia, again, 28 years old. So I just throw all those number, those names out there. I mean, I know it's kind of crazy, right? But we were starting to figure out, like, how old, where are all of our other characters, our main series characters, and who could you kind of step in there and, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, you know, Matt, again, I'm not going to, I told folks to go check out that YouTube video where you bring in different characters. I mean, how old is, is R2? How old is, is, you know, Chewbacca? Well, right? I mean, C3PO kind of, C3PO is at least easier to, to figure right. out. Right. Cause yeah. he's, he's minimally as old as Anakin cause Anakin started working on him. Yeah. So C3PO, we have at least he, we have some sort of, sort of an age. On. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And so we did all this just to kind of, I started thinking, I'm like, okay, I'm trying to understand more about who's left from the pre, you know, the, the time of the New Republic or who grew up during uh, the beginning of the rise of the Empire, what Mandalorians are left, what individuals would have known Jedi, when did the Great Purge technically take place, the Great Purge of the Mandalorians, when did that happen? We went down and we, we were kind of researching like the Darksaber, right? When was the last time we saw that? And it was in the hands of Bo-Katan at, I believe, one BBY or zero BBY, right? right? It's that in season four, like it's Sabine Wren who gives her that Darksaber. So, and we just had Bo-Katan, you know, step back onto the stage and she's, she's here, she's relevant. And she has lost, at that time, she's lost, you know, the, the, the saber. And so Moff Gideon has it. And so we're trying to figure, you know, all of that out. Now, so those are, I guess, some, so I, I don't know, Matt, just thoughts real quickly before we jump into, you know, the, uh, the, the theory here. There are some, these individuals, it's interesting. You've got interesting uh, characters who could pop in, who could show up, who could be referenced. They're all still, you know, relevant. Some of them were not so sure that they are even alive, like, you know, Ezra Bridger, uh, Kira. We don't know what's up with her. But, like, it's been, I, I listed people that were not confirmed uh, dead. Right. I'm not listing Kanan, Kanan Jarrus's age and stuff like that. These are people who could still be alive and who could, who could still be relevant or be players. Uh, Harrison Dula's name has been mentioned a lot in the Alphabet Squadron uh, series, which is, which is pretty cool. She has been mentioned in Squadrons. We see her as a big deal. Um, we see Ghost in Rise of Skywalker possibly be, being piloted by Jason Sindula. And Jason Sindula is a Force-sensitive. His, his father was Kanan. Right. And, mm -hmm. and he's nine years old during this time. Is it right? What happened to him? We, we always ask, where did he go? Is he with Ahsoka? I mean, they know Ahsoka, right? They, they've known Ahsoka uh, really well. She was, she was close. She was talking with Hera. Like, like if you're, if you have a force sensitive son and you want him trained or you want to, you know, have him guided. And so he doesn't be, so he's not turned to the dark side. Would you not talk to Luke Skywalker? Would you not talk to Ahsoka? Uh, and then maybe Ezra Bridger or, or whoever else is 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 over there. Um, so those are the things that I've been thinking about. 
those are the things I've been meditating about. <laughs> right. Well, and 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 one and one of the reasons we we did this, um, one of the reasons we did this this big thing, uh, if we kind of want to get into this a little bit, you know, uh, is the purge, right? And we were trying to we were trying to figure out just how old is Mando because you know we hear about these purges, you hear about these things, and how does it all how does it all tie in? Because you know, we're looking at Mando, and we only get the one shot of him as as a, as a child where he says you know i wasn't born on mandalore and we see battle droids so you know okay we're trying to figure this out stuff like that um there actually was a reference uh, i can try to pull it back up here um i had it up earlier this morning but they talk about him being on some kind of a a, a planet that you only hear about just about you know like once oh. or something like that yeah yeah it was in some guide right and, and you mm -hmm. yeah I, that I'll was pull, i'll pull it up Okay. Yeah. That was interesting because, um, and then Dan Z shout out to Dan Z over on coffee with Kenobi, who was also just put out a book, book that had some, had, had some interesting information in it. And there are these synopsises too, that are, that are accompanying the Mandalorian, um, TV show each episode. And you're learning a little bit more about the planets that were, are they're not being named necessarily maybe in right. the, you know. Yeah, here, here we go. As a, as a child, this is like freshly updated, by the way. Uh, Din Djarin resided on the settlement of Ak Vatina. Um, it came, it's a settlement that came under attack of the Separatist battle droids at some point during the fall of the Republic. And Djarin was caught in the crossfire. While the droids slaughtered the people, his mother and father hid him under a hatch uh, before being killed in an explosion. And then um, you see a B2 battle droid. Um, and then ultimately it is now a warrior of death watch as we know. So that's the big deal. Now, now we know because before it's like, okay, well, you still could have kind of pieced it together. This is what roughly when it is stuff like that. Um, but it is death watch uh, specifically and that he's a child of the watch. So that's a big kind of detail. And that explains stuff like why they can't take their helmets off and, 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 and you know, stuff, stuff like that. So we now, we, now we have, um, uh, you know, a, a little bit more of that details. I mean, that was a big deal in this episode uh, yeah. to explain the differences between different kind of Mandalorians. Because you go back to last season, we're like, "One, how did Bo-Katan lose the dark saber?" And we thought it was all connected, but now it seems like maybe it's not as connected as 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 we thought it was. Um, he clearly would have been with this group from man Clone Wars time up yes. and and to the siege of Mandalore, which to me explains some of the. Um, he's probably been hearing that Mandalore is a cursed planet his entire life. Yes, he has. Don't yes. go there because right. if you do go there, you'll meet other Mandalorians that's who right. aren't wearing helmets. That's right. Um, and, and, and stuff like that. And that's why she says, don't believe everything that you, you know, don't believe everything you, you hear. So he's clearly been raised in this small cult like group. Um, Hey, don't go to Mandalore. You never take your helmet off. Um, and it's, I mean, it's possible. That's why. Remember, they're they're kind of like only, but we don't send many people out at once, mm -hmm. yeah. right? Yeah, because they don't they don't want people running into more more Mandalorians, Dr drawing um, attention so, to their the, to their their right. So the foundlings, yeah. so, right? So the foundlings and stuff like that. And so it's easier for maybe for him to be going out now, and for the past couple of years, because after Mandalore fell at some point, when Moff Gideon takes takes it over and somehow takes the takes the dark saber. Um, you know, it's possible he, this is him running, meeting up with, with more, you know, you know, Man Mandalorian. So we're that, finding out that when we get some of that details, it's going to be really interesting. Um, and, and, and really, and really cool. And if we run into the armor again, now that he's met more Mandalorians, there could be some strife there. Um, he could run into, we already saw him kind of had an inner struggle with some of the people, right. Um, where, um, 
we saw that you know before he gets his armor made right yeah yes so so, so there's the, you know so, the, so there's a lot and i i think that's going to be one of the big deals going forward is this and with boba fett being there as well um you know he kind of has his relationship with with mandalorian with man mandalorians mm -hmm. um so it's it's going to be cool it's going to be interesting going forward and getting all of these kind of tie-ins and seeing you know this is the way they keep hearkening on that well what is the right. way right. and i think i feel like at the end of the day um he is going to create his own way and then yeah. that's and that's what that's what it's going to be yeah and, and just just uh, you know i guess a, a quick um because you know here in hyperspace hangout we like to just have fun you know and, and just chill and talk and nerd out and sometimes it's going to get so it's about to get uh, a, a little deep and maybe this is too much for some people but if you wanted i guess uh, like a little bit of an explanation on the mandalorians there was i think about it in terms of like you know crypt new, new krypton and old krypton and whatever they actually have the terms old mandalore and new mandalore and so before you get into the clone wars or the time of episodes you know um well even yeah going into episode one and then two, especially during two, when the separatists are doing their thing and we've got war. Um, Mandalore wants to be neutral. And Satine is their their duchess, and that's new Mandalore. It's still on the planet of Mandalore, but they've sort of won out against the old ways of war and conflict. So those who supported the old ways, that was Death Watch. And actually her sister, Satine's sister, Bo-Katan, was once a member of Death Watch. And they almost became a little too radical. And some, some things happened. Well, I mean, she sees her let her leader killed by Maul. Maul takes the Darksaber. Um, and then at that point, Bo-Katan says, I'm not going to follow someone who's not a Mandalorian. Okay. And so she says, no, Night Owls, here we go. We're, we're going to go do our own thing. And so it's just interesting, I guess. And then there's a lot of back and forth struggle with them trying to have some harmonious relationship with the New Republic and then what will be the Rising Empire. And there's a lot of kind of back and forth. There's there's just there's a real struggle in the Mandalorians as to whether you want to hold to the old ways, this new way with that Satine introduced. That you know, remember Obi Wan was in love with Satine situation. It was really cool, cool story, cool arc. But they were uh, pacifists. They were staying neutral. We're not going to be involved in any of these conflicts. That is very, 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 very different from a way of uh, the warrior way of life. And I think the reason it develops is because they were so, there was a group of them who became so tired of war and conflict and struggle and strife that they developed this new way. Uh, and, and so anyways, and some of them just could not let go of the old traditions. Now, somewhere along the line, as you know, so Din is picked up by Death Watch and Death Watch has, he, she, he's called a child of the watch. To grow your numbers, right? If you're a smaller, as it's as she she Bo-Katan uses the term religious zealots or whatever she calls them, mm -hmm. right? This clan yeah. of religious zealots, like, and you want to grow your numbers, well, you're gonna come up with a a way in which it's a creed, right? Right? There, 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 it's it's a creed. It's 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 this way you can have foundlings. This is the way you can adopt them and graft them in and grow your numbers inside of this watch or this group you know that is kind of radical and they're really really pushing the old ways Bo-Katan is sort of somewhere in the middle I think she's not necessarily in line with where her sister was being pacifist and, and new Mandalorians and things like that she is still a warrior through and through but yet the, she understands that, that that them being as radical as they are Death Watch and and where that sort of went 
it got too out of control and she hasn't been able to bring that group back in yet. And so I don't know, it's just interesting yet. Cause we were trying to figure out where did Din along the way, I mean, how is he, he kept away from Mandalore and these other Mandalorians and he is so protected and he is so uh, isolated from other Mandalorians that he doesn't really know what it is or what the true, I guess, story is. He's been fed a controlled story and that's kind of where we where we're at. I mean, they're they want to grow their numbers. Foundlings are very important. The code of foundlings, the whole thing, you know. As I have a I have a I have a question for you here. Yeah. Um, and I hope I hope I'm not putting you too on 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 the spot here. Oh no. Uh, but um, what is the armor's plan? Because do you find it odd after we've gotten all this stuff with Death Watch, with now that we know Children of the Watch, right? Death Watch and these different viewpoints on Mandalorian on, on Mandalorians. Is it only because all those Mandalorians were killed that she sends Din Djarin on a path to go meet the Jedi? Does, doesn't that doesn't that seem very odd to you? It just seems that doesn't that just doesn't seem like the kind of thing she maybe would have done beforehand. Mm-hmm. Because you know, if if we're getting if we're getting these these uh, you know, don't go to Mandalore. It's a cursed planet. Um, and then you get Bo-Katan's kind of uh, kind of story. Does I mean, it just, doesn't that just strike you as odd? Yeah. Uh, that because I maybe it's only because all those Mandalorians died and she's gonna go create expand the the children of the watch further somewhere else yeah it just seems it just seems incredibly odd to me that she would task him on on with this quest of taking you know the child the baby the asset baby yoda yeah. back to his his home people the only thing i can think of is maybe it's because she's like well i'll, I'll go do this and then i still know that you're out there um and and you're doing it just to me it just seems it's odd it seems very odd to me that she she would do that given now that we know a little bit stuff before that Bo-Katan and these other Mandalorians are saying these guys are like religious zealots it just doesn't seem like that's what they would want to help the same people that the armor says we fought wars against these group of sorcerers called the Jedi yeah and that it, it is interesting uh b- because the this faction this group the clan the tribe whatever they are trying to seemingly um holding to very ancient mandalorian traditions like mandalore the old the old traditions old mandalore not even new not in anything even close to what bo-katan wants to do um they're really strictly holding to that so i do kind of wonder is there a foundling code is there was there actually something that's super ancient that they're kind of saying okay that is the way and it applies across the board that's something like children are innocence that kind of thing you know is it something ancient that she that that's why she kind of is is cool with it or uh you know is there is there another motive is, is there um you know does, does she gosh i i let me, let me put it to you like this. If the armorer knew that the dark saber was that close, she, I believe, would have called every single Mandalorian in their tribe together to take that away from Mop Gideon. They would have done exactly what Bo-Katan, and I've said this in, in kind of one of our YouTube videos, um, which is it is going to be a race to see who can get that dark saber first. They are going to do everything they can both groups, I kind of see it's 
everything about Ma- like Mandalore and Mandalorians that we know is that there's, there's, they've, they've fought. They've been two factions that fight against each other. There's different subgroups, differing beliefs. They're very strong, he- uh, strong-willed people who once they, they rally around a person, they're behind that person. It, it will be interesting to see how these little clans are maybe uh, who is at the head, who, who is really leading this. Are all the armorers talking to one another? Are they that isolated? Like, it, because you have Death Watch showing up and organizing all of this. Are they back somewhere doing something and they know that they have clans that are set up around that they've, they know these are all foundlings inside of these little tiny, you know, tribes that they're, because that just doesn't seem like, um, unless they're just this one tribe. I don't, I don't think it's just one tribe that Bo-Katan is saying, oh, he's one of them. And it just happens to be those that were on Navarro. I, I feel like there's a bigger group that is following this old ancient right. way. Although, um, yeah, yeah I, I, will, I will say during Satine's time, when Satine was the ruler, they were the majority. I mean, that's why they had, that's why they ruled Mandalore and the new Mandalore emerged. Death Watch retreated to a moon and inhabited a, you know, a, a, a moon and they would do various, you know, things and try to recruit people and stuff. But there is a large number of them. Now, I don't know how large the number is. It seems like they're trying to grow their numbers through foundlings. So I guess it's, that's where it's, it is odd. Like why send him away? He's so important. He has Beskar. Is there just something, you know, in their code? Because it Bo- Bo-Katan also acknowledges that this is the way. And I don't think it's always mocking of him, right? I think that there are, that are things that they still do value that came from old Mandalorian traditions that they would say, yes, that is the way. But there are some beliefs that they want to let go of that this tribe will not. And they're like, no, it's hardcore. We're going to, you know, we're hardcore believers in every aspect, strict adherers to the code, right? And we're going to follow it. So I, I don't know, because there's a bit of that in Bo-Katan in that like she's not going to follow a non-Mandalorian. I don't know that she's a big fan. I mean, she, not that you couldn't have other Mandalorians, but they were, um, you know, there was some beef about Jango Fett not being a, a, a Mandalorian. In Legends, I was telling you, Jango Fett actually led a group known as the True Mandalorians because they adhered, they were adhering to a true ancient Mandalore code. I mean, that's in Legends. That's not in it. So when you go, when you right. want to go look at this and study it more, I mean, that actually might be closer to what this new tribe is is trying to do. Yeah. So that's a great question. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. So it's it's really it's it's really interesting. It's just something I thought about when I was thinking about, man, what's why does the why do they why would the armor now that we know what we know from this episode, mm-hmm. why would you send him on this on this path to go meet the Jedi? That's just it seems incredibly unlikely i mean i think i think we're obviously going to run into the armor again um at some point i feel like she will have built up a new thing and when din talks to her there's going to be some issues uh there's going to be there's there might there might be some issues let let me pose a question to you because i think i've been thinking about this maybe all wrong okay um we grow to love satine we grow to love uh and then and then bo katan we see sabine and and Clan Ren get behind. They give the dark saber to Bo-Katan and they say, yes, that's the way, right? And we're going to give it to her and we're going to follow her. And and she wants a united Mandalore. But maybe, maybe we should like this ancient way. Maybe this, you know, maybe because let's say the armorers are doing a good thing and that morally that's the right thing to do, 
would be to send this child back to his people. And that's, that's the right thing to do. And so we're going to do that. Would Bo-Katan do that? Are we going to start to find out that there are things in the ancient code and the ancient way of Mandalore that we like a little bit more, even though they warred against the Jedi? Uh, and we know there was some ancient conflict. One of the Mandalorians was adopted into the Jedi order, and that's how the Darksaber came to be. You know what I mean? Members of his family would go and, like, take that saber away from the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, uh, so I don't know, man. I think um, we're going to be pulled, in, in, and I think, uh, like Din, we're going to be trying to struggle back and forth between which side is the right side. And as you say, uh, no, I'm going to make my own way. Yeah. You know, maybe. So, anyways, yeah. anyways. Woo, ah, that was a really good question. That was good. So that's sort of our motivation behind all of this and how we kind of got into what will be this, this theory. So I want to talk you guys through this. Um, let me scroll down here in this long list of things. So in episode three, chapter 11, we come across Bo-Katan uh, of Clan Crees, right? And she basically identifies Mando as a child of the Watch, Death Watch, a cult of religious zealots that broke away from Mandalorian society. Their goal is to establish the ancient way. That is what she says in the film or in the in in, in the TV show, right? Um, mm-hmm. So later on at the end, after Mando has proven himself and she's seen that he's honorable, which again, back to all of this, is that like they might think that that group is like way off and she's trying to bring them together, you're going to have to see the value in some of these foundlings and that they do act in, and that by following the way, Din, we're starting to realize he's a good guy. He's a good character. I mean, we like him. You know, he's making the right choices for the most part. <laughs> well, actually, I, I, I don't know that I can come up with, I mean, he's made the right choice in my eyes uh, right. all, all the way through. So he's trying to figure out how to get back to the Jedi. And he says that... Um, so he's talking to Bo-Katan. He will not join her in her pursuit of getting the Darksaber back from Moff Gideon. Um, so, you know, she says to him to go to the forest planet Corvus. And she, she says, what was the name? Of the, the, the city was the city of Kaladin, right? Kaladin. Go, to the, go to the city of Kaladin on the forest planet of Corvus. So we went and looked, and I said, where is Corvus? Where is the forest planet of Corvus, the city of Kaladin? I went and looked. We did as much digging as we could. Matt, we couldn't find anything. We could not find much of anything at all. You know what we did find, though? And it started to make us think. We found uh, uh, something called Corvus Minor. Corvus Minor, one, two. And so you look at the spelling. Matt had to go, and he did the subtitles, and we found that Corvus was spelled according to the subtitles, uh, C-O-R-V-U-S. Uh, but if you spell it C-O-R- C-O-R-V-I-S, Corvus, uh, you'll find that that was something, it was um, deception. The histories of Corb- Corvus Minor uh, 1, 2, and 3, they were, there was, this, there was a, an encyclopedia that Palpatine kept in his library and at various times throughout uh, history, uh, throughout Star Wars, whenever someone was in, like, you would see people pull that book off the shelf and people who knew, they, it would look like they're pulling off like just a book to read and to kind of go into some of the histories, like they're going to read it. Maybe, there's, maybe they're being held at gunpoint or whatever. Let me just casually pretend like that gunpoint, uh, this, this uh, stick up is not bothering me. Pull the book off the shelf, open it up, 
there's a blaster inside. In all of the Corvus Minor, you know, uh, books, there was that blaster. You could pull it off and you could shoot or whatever. And it was it was deception. It was meant to throw you off, right? Well, then, so I thought, okay, that's interesting. That's it. We have an element of deception in, in and around the name Corvus, okay? Even though it was Corvus Minor. We also have, uh, and we joked about it, but we have a bunch of Mon Calamari on, on, on Trask. It's a trap. It's a trap. They, they, they will let us know that it's a trap. So there's that undertone. Mando just was in a trap. He was just trapped. Um, Bo-Katan took a significant look at baby Yoda, looked at that child and understood. I know exactly who that is maybe, or at least I do know master Yoda and I do under, and he's saying, I need to find the Jedi. And then, you know, I don't know the Bo-Katan salt. Maybe, maybe she knew who Yaddle was, but I don't know if she knew anyone else of Yoda's species. You know what I'm saying? I mean, she knew Yoda. She, and then yeah, she sees she, baby Yoda. And she right. and she says Ahsoka will lead you to the Jedi. She doesn't say that Ahsoka is a Jedi. Right. Exactly. Now, hear me out. Hear me out. This is the, this is where it gets it, it gets kind of crazy. So you're like, how do we get to a planet called Corvus? And now, most likely. All right. And Wes and everyone, they're going to come gunning for me here. But most likely Corvus is just a forest planet. OK. And it's just a, a it's in some system. He's going to look it up. He's going to go uh, to, to his friends or to some informational person, whoever that is. And they're going to say, Hey, here's where it, here's where it's at. It's on the map uh, right now. It's not in the archives right now. It is not in the archives If you know, Jocasta knew would say if it's not there. It doesn't exist. Okay. And I don't have Yoda telling me that gravity silhouette remains. I don't have that at all. So I have to think what is Corvus. And when we, when you look up Corvus, the way it's actually spelled, the only other reference to it is a ship in in um battlefront right and it's del Mico and those guys uh inferno squad they're they're in and on around uh the corvus and it's a, it's an important part of the game and then i started thinking more about that and how maybe if this is if bo-katan he had to prove himself before she gave up that information like accompany me on a mission she almost wasn't actually going to give him the information right Matt, she was actually working towards like, come with me. Let me just try to try mm-hmm. to rope you in and force yes, him into and this. Yes, and then he and he does and he doesn't do it. And he doesn't do it. And he's very like, no, no, no. You told me that you would help me, and so because simply because he was honorable, that's why she gives it up. No one's giving up the secret of where Ahsoka Tano is that easily. No, right? You're not just saying, yeah, I think, and it's it's not just that you passed one test. She just met this guy, right? And he does do something honorable. He does take a bunch of shots in his best car and throw the thermal detonators, and he does something awesome. But, like, why would you just say, yeah, I'm going to give you the secret to all of this, and, and, and you can run off? And it's not information he can find very easily. He had to go seek out his own kind and try to find the answer from them. Now, maybe he could have gone to the New Republic or wherever else, but for whatever reason, he's going to his own people who he believes can tell him more. The armor kind of, you know, sets him down that path. So I would believe that there's another test that Bo-Katan knows that I'm going to send you down this path. And I know that by sending you in this direction, possibly the ship, the Corvus may intercept you. And cause it's still around, we know it's still around. And we know that the people who pilot that ship, Del Mico, Iden Versio and others have encountered Luke Skywalker were saved by Luke Skywalker. Okay, I sound like a crazy person right now talking. And I love it. Get roll with it. I love it. I love it. Right. 
And so they were, they have shifted signs. They are sensitive to the way of the Jedi and to the force. Del Miko really is someone who was moved uh, by Luke Skywalker. And so if you wanted to draw a line between Ahsoka and Luke, they're not going to do it directly. But what could be, if there's a faction that they want to protect or that Leia knows is working out there, because Luke's 28, we said, around this time. Luke's still searching for the compass. He's still searching for things. He's not yet set up his academy. I don't well, think, I think he's, he's I think I think he's found the compass. He's found the compass, that's for sure. Right, yeah. You know, and what he's searching for, his journey, I mean, I think we said this is this all goes back to some of that timeline uh piece that we were kind of working on. Ben Solo is 4 years old. Not even not even yet to the point where we're going to send him off to Luke. Luke is still doing we don't know what. All right? But Seemingly, Ahsoka, according to Bo-Katan, is out there with possible Jedi and is somewhere. Whether it's Skywalker's people or Ezra Bridger's people or her own, we have no idea. Or maybe she just knows that Ahsoka knew Yoda. And I know that. And Ahsoka was once my friend, and she's Force-sensitive. And I will at least send... It could be that there are no Jedi. It literally is just Ahsoka. There's no other Jedi there. There's no Force-sensitive younglings or nothing, right? And we're just going to go to Ahsoka. But to get to her, I do not think it's that easy. I don't think you can just point to this planet, Kaladin, forest planet, you know, uh, Corvus, and then off we go. So I started looking for like crazy things that would indicate, uh, you know, a trap. And you look at like the city of Kaladin, right? Cal Kestis. Cal, the name Cal. <laughs> Cal. Sounds interesting, right? And Cal's whole thing was that he destroyed a holocron, right? That would lead you to younglings. He was invested in that. Uh, so Cal would be, you know, much older. I think, uh, I don't forget what we said, how old uh, Cal Kestis would be. Cal would be 40 years old around around this time. Um, and so you have actors who, who could play these people. You have Aiden Versio, uh, Del Mico. You have Cal Kestis. Uh, you have Ahsoka. You have some interesting players, right, who have a, a soft spot for Force Sensitives and possibly Force Sensitive younglings. And so I just thought to myself, is this all a trap? You know, are we going somewhere and it's not, there really is no city of Kaladin and there really is no forest moon or forest planet of Corvus and there's just a ship, right? And I only do all this because I so desperately want, like when you walk in Cobb Vanth on, you know, from, from the book pages and you walk them onto the screen, you know, and you're, you're telling me that you're going to take us, you did it with Bo-Katan, you walk Bo-Katan uh, off of the animated screen and onto live action and you're about to do it with Ahsoka you know, are you also going to do that with some of these other video game actors and stuff like that? Probably yeah. not. But like, why not? Pro no, I think probably go so. It. Go for it. I say go for it. And I just think it's fun. I understand it's crazy. I've been telling you guys this whole time that this is pretty wild. But like, I just can't get past it. For me, the funny part is that there were Mon Calamari. It was a trap. He also was being lured into joining the other group of Mandalorians. Reluctantly, they gave up information to a secret group of maybe Jedi uh, on a, on a, on a, going to a city, by the way, that starts with the Cal or Cal Kestis, where there are possibly younglings. We have a youngling who we're taking there. And then you have Corvus, and it's spelled exactly the same as that ship. Corvus is spelled exactly the same. I don't, you know, what, what are the odds? What, what yeah. are the odds? 
There, is, yeah, there are no coincidences in, in Star Wars. In Star Wars. And the other thing, and keep in mind, is that Dave Filoni is too smart. He's too good of a lore master to, to have some sort of, like, slip up like this. I mean, he's well, just, he's too, the deep cuts this season have already been insane. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, the other thing, too, is that there's also been, um, yeah, the deep cuts have been insane. They've made connections to the old Republic you know, or the the new uh, the Knights of the Old Republic video games. They've made connections to, you know, the 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 canon books and the comic books and things like that. Like they're doing that. So the whole, I mean, the rifle. Like they they made a connection to the holiday special in mm-hmm. the rifle, right? Bringing back that rifle that you that that Boba Fett had in the holiday special. These guys are doing that type of thing. So it's, I don't we'll think see itchies before before too long. Just itchies going to be in this thing. <laughs> Sindel. Sindel's going to be up in here. I mean, like, it's crazy. So why not take a character, especially when you have actors? I think it's interesting, you know, when they do these motion capture things with legit actors, um, the guy who plays Cal Kestis, uh, Iden Versio, Gina, Gina, uh, Gina Gavankar, I think is her name. Mm-hmm. Um, re- really cool. She was in um, True Blood and different things. I mean, so, you know, I, I think... Like, why not? If you have good actors who could still play those characters and you, you have their ages about right, um, and you mentioned the ship that they're on, like, that mm-hmm. ship sticks around and is, you know, Kylo Ren will attack Del Mico years later. And he, you know... And, and also, another really interesting connection, another connection, by the way, to the Inferno Squad, is you have Moff Gideon, and the character that, like, betrays the Inferno Squad is Gideon Hask. Mm-hmm. Gideon Hask and Moff Gideon. I'm just saying I'm just saying I'm making connections over here. I'm trying to make connections between these names and wondering if there's any uh nods. And I know that I seem like a crazy person with strings going around my room. Let me tell you. But something. I'm just like As, why not try why not just have fun and speculate and make make look, a few predictions. Here here's the the thing is, is that Disney is all about making connections to old star wars things if you don't believe me you want you want to go search kaibo ren not kylo ren k-y-b-o ren right yeah oh he was a one episode you know character in the old droids uh cartoon okay and in that droids cartoon there is a character um gosh i'm trying i'm trying to find her who looks uh, identical to Ray. I mean, Ray is ripped directly well, from that character. Is is it her name, Kira? Yeah, it might be. It's Kira, and she's so like from K I R A. It's K I R A, and then so the character Kira, right in Solo, uh, different. But they wanted Ray to be called like her name before it was Ray was Kira, um, possibly even Kira Skywalker. Like I mean, it was yeah. I mean, that was sort of a running kind of. That was a rumor, a leak that was out there. Like at one point, she was called Kira. So um, that when the, that when they had auditioned, maybe that was the case. I don't remember exactly, but um, no, you're right. It's just that they're willing to do it, and we know that Dave Filoni and John Favreau are willing to do just that and and go back and make these connections. And whether it's actually like a character or a name or a place, and again, I it it also could just be that it's we're gonna go to a new planet called Corvus. Fine, but also. It's just a, it's it's a cool name. You're looking for cool names in Star Wars. Well, let, let's find one. What's what's something that's not? Well, being look at this. Right Ray now? Ray was actually known as Kira during the development of episode of yeah. Force Awakens, and then and then they changed it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, 
so yeah, there, there's uh, that's that's all I just I think you know interesting. So I don't know. I think maybe I, I guess that there's no and people are saying there's no there there's no way that that wouldn't have been a leak, right? That Iden Versio is is stepping back on the screen or Del Mico or whatever. But some know. of those guys, I just think they've they they can keep secrets. I know they can, and it's possible to kind of uh, you know that it could happen. It could happen. All right. As well, uh, we have a surprising. Uh, we literally just got a transmission in. Do you do you want to? Let's do it. To ready ready to do it. Yeah. Uh, this is from um, Taylor. Says dudes, relatively new listener here, and I have no subst- uh, substantive content for this transmission. I just want to say that I just saw Mandalorian season two, episode three. Oh man, I cannot wait to hear your reactions to it. Only 32 minutes long, but some of the most insane action with Bo-Katan quest to find Ahsoka answers about the different factions of Mandalorians. And now more questions like is Din going to keep being such a diva about the helmet thing? I'm ready to hear you guys break it down and share your thoughts and predictions. It's going to be epic. Thank you guys for doing all this. You're one of the few places I feel like I can shout uh, into the void about my Star Wars excitement. Can't wait. May the force be with you, Taylor. Hey, well, thanks, Taylor. Yeah. Literally, if you guys shoot us, if we happen to get a transmission as we're recording, it's coming on the show. You don't even have to. Oh, wait yeah. A week. So, yeah. No, yeah. So, so send cool those in. We will read them. So, I mean, yeah, cool. Yeah, cool. And there, you literally sent us an email at, well, six, six ish. PM Pacific time as we happen to be recording this uh, because we've already recorded a ton of stuff on our YouTube channel, which you guys can go check out yes, we have. Uh, as yeah. well. I mean, we've done probably three podcasts um, just already in terms of, in terms of time on, on, on this week's episode. And uh, we have um, some upcoming stuff. Uh, we've been uh, upcoming stuff working, working as well. Um, we, uh, we got some, some guys over, we'll go ahead and give them a shout out. Um, rule the galaxy pod. Uh, definitely, definitely check them out. We've been uh, kind of working out to a time. Looks like we get that. We get that all dialed in. Um, and then um, next Thursday, I have kind of an episode of Box Trick, my video game podcast, which will be a Star Wars episode. Um, as is going to be coming on for that. So uh, you can check that out. Box Trick. Uh, it's called Box Trick. Retro gaming yeah. podcast on iTunes. Everything as well. Um, so we're going to be talking favorite Star Wars games. Guys, so tons of content uh will continue to come your way we're doing a big mandalorian push because it's it's what's hot right now mm-hmm. and as and i went live um a couple i think it was like two weeks ago yeah or maybe it was last week i can't remember the days are so blurred at this yeah. at this point yeah. with the election <laughs> and everything yeah. it's just like oh my god everything's happening all at once um and i think we're gonna be doing that again later tonight yeah which is as we're recording this so not when this is published but uh and so you guys try to do that from time to time though we're gonna we're gonna be trying to do that i think we're gonna do some empire war and then we're gonna be um once as gets his uh computer back he had to take it into the to the geek squad or whatever to get it to get it fixed um thanks thanks dell and slash alienware yeah gosh shivity uh you know but yeah yeah exactly that's why that's why you need to buy a razor you know they're 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 a better brand so um Anywho, uh, we're going to be doing some Empire War streams. I think we're going to be simulcasting that on my Twitch and our Rebel or on our Hyperspace Hangout, <laughs> our Hyperspace Hangout YouTube page. So, yeah, yeah, guys, it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, we we are really again. I'll say I said at the t- at the top of the show. Um, go check out the YouTube. Let me know. Leave a yes or no thumbs up. Is the clip art better? Do you like it? If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's because you haven't been to the YouTube page yet. So go over there and subscribe. It really does help us. And uh, we're it's 
it's just time. I mean, Matt and I have started to think more and more, you know, about when we developed this podcast and this uh, channel and what, what, what it's for, right? It literally is for exactly what Taylor just did there, which is to send in your transmission, have your voice heard on the podcast. And we're kind of thinking more so if you're subscribed and you're, you, you, you hit that bell on YouTube and we do go live, pop in. Pop in either to the chat. We're going to have the Discord room open so people can pop in there and ask us a question, talk almost like a live, you know, kind of not call-in show, but you can just pop in there, chat with us for a bit, and it's very casual. It's not real formal, you, and you can just you, pop out. You can't, you can, if you guys want to send us an audio, an audio, an audio, quick audio clip or whatever, we will. Yes. We can use it as as well, so you can yeah. do that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, you know, we're, we just want you guys to – here's the thing, too. I mean, I love going back and forth with people. You know, I know that everyone who listens, I mean, first of all, I know I'm going to get some grief for that theory. Uh, some, maybe, grief, some grief cargo. Maybe, maybe. You know, my, my, my Sabines are all over the place, right? Uh, <laughs> 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 well, yeah, but like, that's fine. That's okay. That's what it's all about. I love kind of just, you know, talking Star Wars with folks and putting some crazy ideas and thoughts together because why not? It's the one chance you have. You know, I could have never told you guys that crazy thought and crazy conversation, but who cares? Like, it's just fun. what if it's right? What if I'm right? Right. Hey, you, there no was one would have believed me. No, there one. is. You can you got to go on Reddit to, to find it. I, I, I but some guy on Reddit in like 2014 talked about a like potential story or that of an IG unit protecting a basically baby Yoda. And look what happened. It's insane. Okay. So, it's insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah. Anyways, guys, I mean, just check, check all that out. We're, we're glad you're here. And like, we really do enjoy getting transmissions and comments and, and folks who are following the Facebook page and group. It's just, it's fantastic. Follow us on Twitter too. Uh, you know, they're HHL three thirty seven, and, um, you know, it's having a good time. So yeah, absolutely. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, hey, we want to thank you for hanging out in hyperspace. Guys, if you're what for those of you guys who haven't checked out our YouTube yet, if if you do, be sure to go over here and hit subscribe. As and I are literally we're just cranking out YouTube content uh over the over there. So uh many little Star Wars discussions. And uh guys, seriously, you guys if you guys want to if you guys are like, hey, could you do a YouTube video on this character? We will. Yeah, we'll do. So it. Yeah. here, here, here you go. Otherwise, it'll be. Otherwise, we'll we'll discuss your transmissions here on the on the podcast, and they can even be. You know, some people. Um, we just in all of our various podcasts, we've had people say, "Ah, oh, man, I've never written in before," and it's and, and they, they you feel like you have to write out this huge theory. You don't. No. You can no. literally. I mean, literally, you guys. If you guys have a question that's like, "Hey, what are your thoughts on?" You know, like, do do you think it could just be a question, right? Both cats. Do you think? Do you think? Yeah. Will we see Mortis again? Will we see Bo-Katan again? Like yeah. when? Like when do you think Boba Boba Fett will show up again? You can send us any question. Yeah. It can literally just be, you know. Hey, send your it. Uh, Twitter handle in too. Like we were all about exactly. pushing people and getting getting more of you guys talking and sharing stuff back and forth. We've got some really great listeners and we love building community so absolutely so guys be sure to send us any of your thoughts origin story your favorite memories from a galaxy far far away if you like our podcast don't forget to subscribe like us write a review leave a comment or send us a transmission at hyperspacehangout at gmail.com we will see you next time and remember that traveling through hyperspace ain't like dust and crops
sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.